This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 14th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. If you were going to tax wealth over and above taxing income, just how would you do it? The answer isn't exactly straightforward. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts has proposed a tax on wealth. Cato's Michael Tanner comments on the proposal. For anyone who's read uh, The Millionaire Next Door, the classic book on uh, a study of millionaires and their habits, and they, they go into this very sort of careful distinction between income and wealth. That is, you can earn a very high income and retain none of it, and uh, or you can live modestly on a, on a fairly reasonable uh, income and save quite a bit of it. And so when we think about taxes, at least in the United States, we're almost universally talking about taxes on income. Well, that's largely because the Constitution permits income taxes, but does not permit direct taxes such as wealth taxes. That's why there's no such thing as a federal property tax. Yeah. So uh, local governments tax property, and that is in a sense a tax on wealth. Uh, but when people like Elizabeth Warren talks about taxing wealth, what do they mean? Well, it's kind of up in the air exactly what they mean. They may mean sort of a capital tax. They may mean a tax on uh, total wealth that an individual owns, uh, which would, of course, have constitutional problems. Uh, but even a tax on wealth uh, would have significant problems simply in defining what is wealth. Uh, as you mentioned, most rich people, uh, they're not relying on income per se, they're relying on other forms of, of capital accumulation. It might be their company, for example. Now, if this is publicly traded stock, you can make some sort of estimated value, I guess, of what the value of that is. But what if it's a privately held company? How do you estimate the value of that wealth uh, for tax purposes? The difficulty that, that I see that a lot of people probably uh, just sort of wave away is the people who are best positioned to absorb or get around a tax on wealth are the wealthy. Well, we could see a whole new industry, uh, I guess, of trust funds uh, or spreading it out over their heirs or various things like that. But they also have to recognize that fabulously wealthy people are not necessarily liquid. A lot of their money is tied up in their companies or the stock of their companies. Uh, it's estimated that uh, something slightly higher than what Elizabeth Warren has proposed, but 3% or so uh, wealth tax would wipe out all the liquidity of Jeff Bezos, uh, would force him to sell uh, part of Amazon. Is that really the direction we want to go for people less wealthy than, than Jeff, uh, that we want to, uh, to try to force them to sell their companies? So has this been tried before? Well, it actually has. At one point, most uh, Western European countries had wealth taxes, and today, relatively few of them do. Most of them have abandoned it, uh, both on practical grounds and because it turned out to hurt economic growth, that if people couldn't accumulate wealth, uh, they were less likely to make the sort of investments, the particularly risky investments, that led to wealth creation. So for people who scrupulously save and build up a significant amount of wealth, and I say significant, a couple of million dollars. Should they worry about this kind of idea advancing? Well, I don't think uh, this particular idea is going to go very far. I, it seems hard to imagine it getting through uh, Congress anytime soon. But it does speak to something that's going on right now where there's an enormous resentment of the rich. You have 
Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, for example, saying billionaires should not be allowed to exist. Uh, you do have this idea that the rich are simply evil and somehow and that they accumulated their wealth by nefarious means. The reality is that most rich people got rich because they gave us things we wanted, uh, you know, and then that's a good thing. We should also recognize that this sort of wealth taxes don't differentiate between the type of people who got rich because they created a new business, a new product, gave us something that we wanted, and sort of the people who inherited money. Uh, the trust fund babies and what have you. Uh, you mentioned earlier the billionaire next door. That showed us the reality is that most American millionaires are actually the first generation. They actually created their own wealth. They're not uh, uh, somebody from Downton Abbey who's uh, been passing this on down from generation to generation. In fact, most great fortunes dissipate uh, about three generations down. Uh, it's not necessarily that we have a landed aristocracy in the United States. Yeah, and it's it's also when you describe the wealthy in any given year, you're not necessarily talking about the same group of people. Well, that's right. Uh, people move up, people move down. Uh, you know, you could go back uh, to 1980 or so and look at uh, who were the richest uh, 50 people in the United States, and almost none of those families would be in the top 50 today. If you wanted to do this, if you wanted to tax wealth at uh, you know 1% a year, uh, how would you even go about doing it? How would you go about doing it? Well, you, as I say, you couldn't uh, basically just install a wealth tax, both for practical reasons of defining wealth and constitutional reasons. What would likely be some multiple of income. So they'd probably pick, uh, say, 10, 20, 15 times your your income uh, would be sort of estimated wealth. Uh, that's going to, of course, have a huge number of problems because a lot of uh, wealthy people have almost no income and others have a great deal and not a lot of wealth. Yeah. But I mean, if, you've, if you're counting as earnings over a lifetime, if you're using, say, the Social Security payout, uh, estimates as some sort of estimate of the wealth you ought to have that that also has its own problems because it the idea that you save that money isn't necessarily true. Well, in particular, we want people to reinvest that money back into their businesses. Are we going to penalize those people somehow? Michael Tanner is author of the new book, The Inclusive Economy. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.